if you don't have the skill to do it, don't do, don't do it. Cause like, especially if you're getting paid, you know, there's that. So you have, it was like, to me at least, I was like, I need to learn how to communicate what I can and can't do. And like what I'm good at, like there's things that I'm really good at. So like, let me do this. I don't really care about camera gear. Like I feel like I'm good at like capturing an event and like a moment and I, I'm, I'm good at that, but it's not what I'm passionate about. And I'm not passionate yeah. as the cameras get bigger and heavier count me out like I just I'm not interested editing I'm done I just I just don't have any interest in that anymore all I want to do is like run the show because I feel like I'm really good at that and so now I'm like you know I found the things and I communicated the things that like I liked and when you like things you're better at them to kick things off today with episode seven of the Sports Creative Showcase back from a slight hiatus um, I have a very special guest here coming all the way from Denver Colorado um Avalon, I can't pronounce your last name because I don't know how to, and this is a common theme. I yeah. like asking people how to pronounce their last names. Yeah, Go it's, ahead. it's Koenig. Koenig, okay. So yeah. I have Avalon Koenig here from Fresh Tape Media, Denver's very own. Uh, super happy to have you here to talk to us. You are a senior producer at Fresh Tape Media. You were formerly a content creator, content producer for San Diego's athletic department. You have been pretty much all over the map in the last two years, as far as I can tell from your Instagram and just by getting to know you. Um, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you having here. Give us a little bit of an introduction. Give us a, an idea of who you are, what you've been up to. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, yeah, you want? do you want my like whole thing or little snippet? Give me, give me like the, give me like the spark notes, like the okay. Coles notes, like really quick, like okay. wh who, who you are, what you're doing, and what pe what people can find you. I actually just got promoted to head of production at Fresh Tape. Okay, so. wow, look at you. Okay. Yes. So now I'm the head of production at Fresh Tape, and um, yeah, but I'm just I manage the production team, and I'm um, still producing, and so I, you know, we do everything from brainstorm to. Um, you know, creative ideas, and then just making it happen, hiring the, the contractors, going to the shoot. I oftentimes direct. That's like a lot of my role on set and making sure that everything is as it should be and everyone knows what they're doing. And then um, we do, you know, post-production supervision and all that stuff all the way to the final product. So, um, yeah, out here in Denver and uh, happy to be here. So you, first of all, congratulations on the promotion. I didn't even know that before starting. It so literally happened. It was just, it's my four-year anniversary this past weekend. So it's, uh -huh. a, it's the yearly, the yearly uh, upgrade. So you're the first to know, actually. Wow. So this yeah. might, this might be the coming out, the, yeah. we got the breaking, the breaking the scoop here that you got promoted. No, yeah. that's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Obviously, we've met a few times now for people's for context. I like to give context as to where I meet all these people. You and I met uh, through me working with the NHL and you working with us last year at the Stanley Cup final. And then we just worked again together during the All-Star weekend. Um, you've had a really unique journey. It just in my opinion, because even though you and I have the similar start of working with athletic, an athletic department in the university world, you've kind of built your career in working in sports, but not directly with a team or like a league or any kind of organization affiliated directly to a sports league. And I think that's really interesting because usually when I, when people ask me, how do I like, what are the jobs available? People kind of automatically assume, Oh, you have to work with like the Colorado avalanche or directly with the NHL, but you've kind of built this path for yourself in terms of like creating your own opportunities and building upon other things you've done in the past. Um, 
give me an idea of what like the last like how long have you been doing this for and what have what have the last couple of years you've been a fresher for four years what are the, what has your journey kind of taught you up until this point before we get into it yeah I um I mean the thing that I love most about Fresh Tape is that we are an agency that works for all the leagues and sports teams that I probably would want to be a part of you know so mm -hmm. like when I was looking for a new job I, you know originally I was at San Diego. Um, working for a team or a university and you know I was like oh my gosh there's all these cool teams and leagues and you know they look so cool and I want to work with the athletes but like I don't really want to live that lifestyle which we all know is like a grind um, I was grinding at San Diego and it was you know I was there for like two years and I was kind of like I don't think this is sustainable like I want a life I'm only like 23 you know like I'm I don't want to be working 90 hours a week um, and the, the kind of teams and leagues and um, those routes kind of, I saw that trajectory as you work weekends, you work nights, and that's just not what I was looking for. Um, and Fresh Tape, yeah, came along, I followed them on Twitter, and um, they're just incredible because over the past four years, we've obviously grown a ton, so it's been fun to grow, you know, with Fresh Tape, but like, yeah, our clients are those teams and leagues, and, and then other people, too, that I wouldn't have even thought of, um, you know, like Twitter, or like, you know, different entertainment companies and stuff, too, that I get to, we basically do what, you know, I, I worked with you, which, you know, you're working for the league, and I'm working for Fresh Tape, but we get to work for the league, too, but only, like, five times a year and then um, the other thing I love about it is you know different seasons right so like we work the Stanley Cup but we also work like NBA All-Star so you get to dip your your toe in all different kinds of places which means a you get to meet all these people which is like one of my favorite things is meeting and knowing people who are in every single you know different aspect of the sports world um, but it also like keeps you on your toes you know I don't get I also thought that you know I'm not a big actually I'm not a big sports fan so like picking a team or a sport wasn't really my vibe because I was like, well, I don't love any single one. So in yeah. this role, I get to work for all of them in some respect. You know, there's baseball, there's hockey, there's football, there's basketball, there's, you know, women's basketball. Um, so, yeah, it's been I, I love it. Um, and I always recommend it to people when I, we, you know, they're talking about if they're in college and they're looking, you know, the next step often they think is to work for a team or league, but I always yeah. encourage them to, if you can find a company, obviously Fresh Tape is a little unique in the kinds of clients we have, but there's tons of companies that work doing media days or you know commercials for sports teams. And I always think that that's the best way to be a part of it because you get to be a part of so many different kinds of things um, and you get to have a life too. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's, Definitely taught me a lot too, because every sport is different, every league is different, every team is different. Um, uh, but you get to kind of grow, uh, and, and kind of in some ways, sky is the limit. Like there's obviously budget constraints and stuff, but you know when you're on the team side or you're on the league side, you often are constrained with uh, money or like op yeah. or, or or access, right? You like mm -hmm. only get some access for some places, and for us, like when we you know, do an all-star, it's like all access because that's the point of it is that we're working with those people. And like, you know, budgets again are like, there's always budget constraints, but you have more to work with when they're doing kind of, when they're down kinda, to do- You kind of get to play by your own rules in yeah, a way. Like, totally. you know, because you, not only are you able to constrain to their budget, but you have your own limitations and totally. freedoms to work with. So you kind of do get that freedom of work and ability to do different things. Yes. So yeah, it's just been incredible to be able to, um, I feel like I've learned so much in so little time, you know, just by being everywhere all the time, <laughs> all at once. Yeah. Uh, not to, you know, 
go Oscars. But yeah, I love the whole like kind of getting to dip your toes into everything. And I mean, that's kind of I mean, and you'll probably relate when you work in the college athletic scene, which we'll get to because I want to get into like your story there. Like you kind of get to work with all the sports, which is fun. But you're kind of you kind of took that concept and applied yeah. it to like the real world. So yeah. it's, it's really cool to hear is like as someone who's like, you know, I'm a hockey fan. And I work in the NHL, but it, I would I find it so cool that you get the opportunity to do with things with all the leagues and all these individuals at times. And I've been a big fan of what Fresh Shape has always done. And then when I I didn't know at first that you guys that you were part of them. So when yeah. I ended up realizing that you before I met you that you were with them, it was just made sense for me yeah. to see someone like with your skill set and with your ability to tell a story to blend into a a you know a brand and a company like that that's so good at doing that already it made it makes perfect sense and I love the fact that you kind of get to have all these experiences mm -hmm. and I think meeting people is a really underrated part of like what we do because like totally. you know people are always like you're working all the time and I'm like yeah but my favorite part about it is getting to go to events and meet other like-minded people people who do the same thing right yeah. so and I think that's a really like underappreciated part of working in the sports creative world is that you just meet people who love what you do and mm -hmm. that's very rare to find these days at times you've had a pretty we talked about it before the call and obviously uh I know when you were at all-star in Florida and we met you were going off very quickly soon to the NBA All-Stream. You've had a pretty crazy uh, start to 2023. Do you want to give us some background as to what you've been doing lately? Yeah, uh, yeah, the start of 2023 was crazy. Um, I came back and I think we, I had like a five week, five weekends, you know, long weekend, like we leave on Thursday, come back Sunday or Monday. Um, but I did that back to back for five weeks straight which is a lot, you know, when you're traveling, especially depending on where you're going and you come back and you have two nights in your bed and then you, you know, it drains, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I did, uh, let's see, the first couple things we did, um, I went to LA two weekends in a row, one with um, NFLPA, they were doing their leadership, leadership summit, so we built a set and um, kind of facilitated a game uh, for their players and then we filmed it and turned it around for a little social content and then we did Team USA Black Excellence which is up right now um, with Ari and um, that was incredible also it was kind of like a round table I don't know if you know if you saw Women of the League but it was kind of a little bit of that on a smaller scale so you know four women talking um, about their experience in gymnastics um, their black experience in gymnastics and then the next weekend I was doing I think that was NHL perhaps I think NHL all-star in Miami like for first weekend of uh first weekend of February, February though. yes yeah in Fort Lauderdale yes. yeah, yeah, yeah so that was awesome we just I and that one was just you know the, these other ones we do um sometimes we do set builds um and content production that's mostly what we do is we'll provide the staff as well but then sometimes like at NHL you did the content production and we did the set which was this is always fun because it's like you know we we facilitate kind of this look and feel and then you kind of execute this sick glam bot thing which was like so cool to see a lot of fun life. yeah um but yeah that one I went solo too and then the next weekend was PBR we're doing this cowgirl way which actually is coming out pretty soon um maybe next week I think um basically we're we've interviewed five six cowgirls um who are involved in the pbr in some way stock contractors like bull riders you know the first bull rider um and we're telling their stories over like kind of a five minute you know mini long for like short form long form mm -hmm. social um cut and so we were in tulsa filming at a rodeo interviewing these women um and then the next weekend was all-star nba all-star in um salt lake city uh, where we did, you know, we do their portrait station, but we also did an arrival station on the last night for the guys, like all their fits and stuff. They come in, um, and we did some stuff for Turner, and yeah, it was, it was a lot. And then I got to chill. 
for a while. But yeah, yeah it was a, it was a sprint for sure, but super fun. I mean, everything was like super fun and exciting, um, but it was definitely a sprint. Yeah, I think that's uh, there's so many different things I want to go off of from that one bit there, like the sprint you mentioned and also like the set design. But I'll, I'll go to what we were just talking about here. And I think you're, it's a really like I kind of had a sim not every single weekend, but like for myself, like I went from like Winter Classic to All Star like two weeks later. And then a week and a half later, I'm in Carolina for Stadium Series and then I'm traveling again for another work. So it's like. I, I love the fact that even though you said, oh, the last five weeks I haven't been at home, but you're so, so happy about it. Show me like how much you love it and how much you like really are passionate about it. And I had a previous guest on this podcast and I always refer to this. Like he said, like, if you want to work in this industry and in, like the sports creative industry in general, like you have to like fucking love what you do. And I can tell that you have so much like passion for it. But like, give me a little glimpse here. Like, I think people often think that the reality of working in sports and at times like, yeah, you get to travel, you get to go all these yeah. cool places, you meet all these cool people. But like, then there's the part that people don't see, which is like the long hours yes. and the late nights and not getting to sleep in your bed or getting yeah. to see your family, your friends. Can you give me a little bit of insight on how you deal with like the, the expectation versus the reality of yeah. our career and what you do? Well, it's funny you say that because I, I said during, I was looking at that five weeks and I was like, I, when I get like, if I'm at all stressed or lack of sleep, I get sick. Like I just, I get sick. So I was like looking at that and I was like, I can't get sick. I can't get sick. So I was trying <laughs> everything not to get sick. Like I didn't do mm -hmm. anything like outside of those times. And of course the fourth weekend, right before all-star, I get sick and I was on set. I was on set. We, I think they were like 17 hour days for those PBR where we were doing interviews all day. It was freezing. And I think the second day I had a fever the whole day. Like it was a 17 hours. I was conducting the interviews. Like I had to be really like, you know, you have to be like charismatic on and, and on present, yeah, exactly yeah. to get the, the good interview. And so I did like be really on and I was sick. Like I was, I was like, I for sure am like feverish right now. Um, and like, that's part of it, but I had to do it. It's like, you just have to do it. And so that's part of it that, and it sucked. I mean, and I came back and I had the biggest weekend of those five weeks, you know, was all star for me. Cause we had, mm -hmm. I was supervising three sets and like tons of creators and it's just high stakes. It's just, it's, it's big. You a know, lot on the line and there's pressure. Yeah. yeah. So I knew like going into that, I was like, I'm sick. I'm going to be going, you know, and I knew I'd be better. Like I knew that the worst was that weekend, which was just horrible to get through. But um, I kind of had to like just put my head down and be like, okay, these next two days, like I took, a, I took like Monday off, you know, of work to like chill. Um, and then the next day I was like, okay, just do what you got to do, do what you got to do. And then again, the next week was like a 90 hour week and I was like coming off of being sick. So it was it's not fun all the time, you know, and, and it's stressful. Like, I think people say, and I actually joke with Jared, our CEO about this, is like, I go to NBA All-Star, right? Which is like, a lot of people, like, I understand it's like this huge event that people would dream to be at. Um, and while it is awesome, it's like one of my most stressful weekends of the entire year. And so like, people are going out, they're texting me, they're like, oh, come out, let's get drinks. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even like breathe until Sunday yeah. or no until Monday morning or like Sunday at like midnight like that's when I can breathe because I'm just like so I have to be on you know like yeah I, mean, I remember even last year all-star mm -hmm. like they went out and like I had to move the set and the next the, like Sunday morning and people went out on Saturday and like one of the you know people we were working with like came and was like super hungover and it was like fine because like they were enjoying themselves but I was like I can't do I I have to be like in charge and like I, I have to not only be in charge, but make sure like nothing happens. And if something happens, I have to like problems. It's just like 
so much that like I can't enjoy the events the way I think some people enjoy the events who have different responsibilities or like different yeah. different things. So like, um, and I feel that way at almost every thing that I'm doing. So while it is fun, it's like, you know, if you went to the Super Bowl, right? Like, it's not like I'm going to the Super Bowl. It's like, no, I'm I'm going to work at the Super Bowl. You're working. You're. This yeah. is your nine to five. This is your career. Yes. Yeah. Which I, is I sometimes you, like you. worse than going going. Right. It's like, well, I I can be there and I get to see all this cool stuff, but I can't really it's have. It's two different things. Yeah. You can't. There's there's a flip. You know. It's like you know I've worked weddings before. And it's kind of like, you know, your friend is like, oh, but you can drink and, like, have fun, too. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah, like, I, that's it, my favorite. One... When someone's like, shoot my wedding, you can still have fun. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I can't because I'm trying to get you in your right. last day, in, like, right. your first dance. And I can't be hammered when <laughs> I do that. Totally. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing here? I have to work, you know. So that's very much how it is with these events, too. So, like, while they are glamorous and, like, you know, God forbid everything goes well, but things also don't sometimes. Like, things have gone horribly wrong on set that you have to, it's either on you or you have to figure out how to fix or, you know, there's just so much stuff that you have to think about that, like, I don't think people understand. When they see the final product, you know, they're like, oh my God, that looks so great. And I'm like, yeah, but it was <laughs> like, you know, the behind the scenes and the long hours and yeah, just the like. There was like five panic attacks behind this yeah, one shot like, because this light stopped working totally, and our camera broke. Totally. Like, like it's, seven it's terror whole, nightmares that I didn't sleep for two weeks, you know, just my like. My hair's turning uh, gray. I yeah. like, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think the thing is, it's like. People and I, I, I actually just shot a video and I talked about this. It's like people only see the highlight reel on Instagram, like on totally. or on TikTok, or you only see like we posted that, like we I posted those videos of like the glam bot we did yeah. and it looked amazing and we were so happy with it. But like what people don't see is the fact that like it was like scalding hot. So hot. I, like I was sweating. Like, yeah. like I felt like I jumped in a pool. Like one of our like con like our Joe, my coworker, got like a sunburn. Like yeah. we were out there for hours. Like yeah. that's what people don't realize. They yeah. just see the finished product and they're like oh my god your career's so cool i'm like yeah but i risked burning my skin off for yes. it so it's like people don't see that so on that side of things and i think this is a big thing i like to like make a point of when i may create my content and to give people advice how do you get away from it all how do you put your how do you leave your career at the door because i know that's so hard for everyone to do it's it's hard for me to do how do you how do you like after that five week long trip, how do you decompress? What's your advice to people who need a way to disconnect from what they do? Well, let me tell you, you are asking the right person. I am the like number one proponent of work-life balance. Like I, there are weeks of course that are gonna be 90 hours, 60 hours, maybe they're back to back, right? I was looking at my like hours and I was like, wow, that was a crazy three weeks, whatever. But um, one thing, and this is another thing I love about Fresh Tape is we get flex days. So like if we work a weekend, we get two days to, to take off somewhere. Um, so I stocked those up because I didn't really have time to take them off. And so I had like five, 10 days to like take off that weren't even included in PTO that I could take off so that you feel balanced. But like I, if it's a normal week, like this is I think the thing that is super important is like routine, right? And then prep. So like before that five weeks and like maybe after whatever, like I'm working 40 hours, period. Like, I'm not going to work an hour over 40 hours. Like, that is my salary. That is what I have been, you know, paid to do. And so I clock in at 9 and I leave at 5. Like, and I get my shit done. And obviously, you have to get it done. Um, but I figure out how to get it done between 9 and 5 because if I am slow or not efficient or something, and so then the whole year I'm working kind of like 8 to 7 and 9 to 6 and that kind of thing, then those five weeks are impossible because then you're just like, 
I can't, I, I'm already drained. I'm already like, like I don't feel like I have the, the things that I know I need, you know, to like be able to do that. So before that five week comes, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm fresh. I like, you know, I work, I, you know, I work out in the morning. I do this, this and this. Um, so both, it's really important to take that time off when you can, like if they're spread out and I have a weekend, I'm going to take the Monday and Tuesday off or like Tuesday and Wednesday off. So I make sure I have basically that perfect five day a week. Like I don't work seven days a week ever. You know, I, I make sure I have that kind of five days somewhere. It might yeah. not look the same every week, but I make sure I take it. And on the days I might not have anything planned. I just sit in my house and I sit with my cat and I just chill. Um, yeah, but okay. I do think Love routine that. is super, super important. Like, so that when you do come back from that, you get right back into the things that you usually do. So you're not chaotic. Like, I feel like chaos can creep up on you really, really easily. And if you're not able to like kind of switch in back into that, like, okay, we're back. We're like going to Trader Joe's. We're going to the gym. We're like going to bed at 930. We're reading, a, we're doing whatever we normally do. I'm in my house, you know, like I'm in my bed. Like yeah. I'm doing these things. Um, especially coming off those, like I'm not going out. Like I'm just kind of, I'm just going to get back into my rhythm until I feel like almost bored. And then I can kind of start like venturing out. But it's like, that's how you kind of contain, I think the chaos. Otherwise everything will just unravel in my opinion, at yeah. least. So it's just making sure that you have like structure in your life so that you're able to like, you know, when I see that five week stint, I'm not freaked out. Cause I'm like, I also know that when I'm on the road, I go to the gym and I do the thing. Like I still do try to do as much of my routine when I'm on the road too, as when I'm at home. To keep so some of that normalcy. Yes. Yeah. So because so everything gets thrown off when exactly. you're traveling, of course. Because if you just go like then these 17 hours, you're just going to be like, it's just, it just, it's not sustainable. Also, even if it's only a couple weeks, even if it's one weekend, you're going to get thrown off your game, you know, and it'll be harder to come back in if you don't have anything to come back to. And if you're not doing the things that you usually do while you're gone, if you can, you know, so those are like the three ways, I guess, that I kind of keep my rhythm churning. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you know, I love that. Going forward. Yeah. But I think it's no, super, I super important. Um, and it also keeps you from making mistakes, like when you're actually at work. Because you're not overtired exactly. or like, yeah, you're like on the ball sharp, ready yep. to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I love that. I think it, that's so different from what I think. And I think obviously being at a place like Fresh Shape helps. It's a smaller company. You guys all know yep. each other. It's like kind of a little family from when I visited. I could tell that. Yes. It, it kind of gets away from like that toxic culture. I think some places in the, you know, SM sports community have yes. of like, Grind, grind until you can't yeah. like grind and if like you're not working till no, 2 a.m who are not, you not not sleep like if you're not editing to three yeah. like who the no. what the fuck are you like it's no. it, that's toxic and like yeah. yeah at the start of that at the start of your career you kind of have yes. to go through that totally agree so totally agree. and and that's just that's just kind of the reality of things but i think at this point like when you when you get into your career as an adult and you get mm -hmm. away from like the internships and the early level yes. kind of jobs you kind of and like same with me at the nhl i think one of the best things we have going like i love the work culture i also get similar like time off and like i yeah. just took the first three-day weekend i've taken off in however long i can remember like two weeks ago and yeah. it did wonders yeah. for like my mental health like i i got to relax i got to see my friends i didn't think about work all yes. weekend like i and when i got back on monday i was just like oh my god like i'm like ready, ready to, go. to go like that's yeah. yeah so i think it's really important and i love the the kind of the three stages you mentioned of that work-life balance because also like another thing is like the routine you once you stop going to the gym like it's hard to get back on that horse like when i was traveling i didn't get to go to the gym i got back home and i'm like oh 
I lost, I lost the habit. And I need to, so it's, it's, I love that kind of piece of advice of like, not only take the time away, but if you have, if you have to go somewhere, just keep the routine going. So when you're back and you have that time off, it's not like a shock to your system. Like, Oh, I need to go do all this stuff that I normally would have to do. Right. So I want to go and talk about one more thing you mentioned in that because there's so many topics now that I think when you get into these conversations, things come up that I didn't think of the questions I had for you. Um, but one of the things specifically was the thing you, you when I've worked with you, a lot of it has been that set design and kind of creative direction um, behind all of the, you know, the, the that pink set we did at the All-Star Game or everything you do at NBA or what you did with us last year at the finals. Um, I like it was so cool for me to like work on that set because I could tell like I could tell from the pitch deck you sent us and everything like the concept. It was so cool to see it come to life. Can you give me a little background on like how you come up with it? Cause you have a really good eye for detail. You're really good creative. You have a really good sense of creative direction. And as someone who wants to be kind of like a creative director producer in the future, like I really look at that and be like, how can I build off of that and learn from that? So give me a, like a behind the scenes into your mind when you're developing like that look at all-star weekend for the NBA or the NHL or whatever. How do you come up with those ideas? Cause I've seen you do it a ton of times. Yeah, I mean, I will say a lot of it's our team, right? So it's it's a it's a team game. Um, but often, like at Fresh Tape, we have brainstorms, right? And um, a lot of that stuff happens in the brainstorm where we just drop, most of it's Pinterest, honestly. Like we're just all up on Pinterest and like looking at sets and looking at cool things. Um, so honestly, that set I feel like was mostly like Ashley Gutierrez, who's one of our producers. Like she dropped this photo, which I can send to you, that like we were looking, it was like, you know, the, the client will give us a theme, first of all, right? So it's like Miami. It was like, wasn't in Miami, but they were looking for like a Miami vibe. So, um, you know, we're thinking like, what is Miami? And obviously like pink, Art Deco, like very like South Florida vibes. Floral there palm plants, trees. Green, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then when you're looking on Pinterest and you kind of put those terms in, you get a bunch of inspiration. And so there's actually one set in particular, you know, I'll put together a deck of like with examples and like a mood board and that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, our client will be like, oh, we like this direction or this direction. So like they picked this one photo and it was honestly very similar. Cause then when I find a fabricator, I kind of pass on the inspiration be like, you know, this, but this is the sizing, you know, and that stuff that like the sizing and stuff, um, definitely more comes with experience. Like we learned that, you know, when we did seven foot walls, like it would, if you pointed the camera up, you'd have to be really tall and be at eye level with the athletes, which is hard to do if you're like one of us, because we're just regular people. Um, and so it would often get the ceiling, you know, when we were inside and we didn't like that. Like even at, at All-Star, right? We got the palm trees and the, which actually looks super sick, but if you were in like some ugly conference room, it would not look sick. It would look like yeah. not good, you know? So um, we've learned that like 10 foot is like a really good, if we're able to do 10 feet, 10 feet is like a great thing. And if we have space on the other side, like 10 by 10 is like awesome. So the NBA All-Star, that portrait set, um, they notoriously need as small as they can. So we do like six by six. It's like a tiny little corner and mm -hmm. we're taking photos. So it's a little different where you don't need to move too much. But like that kind of thing, like set size is something that comes with experience. But the, in terms of like the actual, like, yeah, the look and feel, it, normally the theme comes from the client. We get on Pinterest and like just drop hella ideas and then things kind of shape from there. Um, so like for NBA All-Star, you know, they wanted something that was kind of a refracted, like ice looking look and then you know we just dive in and are like okay like I literally look up like refracted you know and you find things you find on Amazon oh here's this peel and stick something there's 
for for NBA draft, like a couple years in a row, I, we were building like our own sets kind of, like somebody would bring, you know, build a wall and then we'd put something on top of it. And I used this wedding website that I found. Like it was like wedding stuff. And they had just amazing peel and stick stuff. And I was like, wow. So we'd get little samples, you know, and I'd take a photo like, oh, this is a cool looking, like it, one of them, they're like backsplashes for a tub. Like it's literally like stuff that isn't four sets, but like can totally be repurposed. But, and you're, it's like, but you, that's the fun part of it. It's like you totally. just get to take from different corners of the internet and yes, like, the internet. Know, just make something. Yeah. Yes. And and then, yeah, on set, I mean, then, you know, you're talking about lighting. And so AJ, um, who is, you know, like our in-house, like go-to DP, you know, I'll kind of talk with him like, hey, this is what we want the vibe to look like. We want it to be kind of purple. We want it. So like for the NHL set, sticking with that, like I was like, you know, you know, it's kind of going to be. Um, I was like, I want it to be like really, it's outside. So it needs to have like really powerful light. Cause I don't know what like you were going to do. So I was like, I don't know what, I think it's video though. So like we want it, we want to be able to outcompete the sun in Florida. And so he's like, well, you need M, I think they were 18s or M40s. He's like, you'll need those, you know, with two huge, you know, he kind of guided me through what I would need. So it's a team effort. It's like everything kind of, I get like inspiration or, um, direction and stuff from, you know, the team. And then I'm just like, I'm in charge of communicating that to the fabricator, to the client, and then to be on site to make sure that it actually looks that way. And if it doesn't... You're kind of overseeing everything and then going to make sure it actually happens the way you want it to. But it's an amalgamation of everyone pitching in and giving in their own thoughts and also their experiences. Okay, I love that. And, like, Ashley will make mocks of it, and she'll send it to me, and I'm like, "Mm, not quite, like, what I was thinking, like, let's put, you know, this here. You know, we're working for WNBA right now on their draft set, and, like, there's been a couple, you know, I know WNBA pretty well. Like, that's the other thing is, like, my job is knowing clients, you know? So, like, I know what they want and what they like based on, like, last year and, like, just the vibe I've gotten from them. So, like, Ashley may make a mock that I was like, hey, can you make this? And then she gives it to me. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. I think we need to add some different elements. I think we need some stuff here based on what I know from our client. And then, you know, then we'll send it to the client be like, what do you think? And then it just kind of gets passed around like that. So it's definitely a big team effort. Um, but then, yeah, it's my job at the end of the day to make it actually look how it's supposed to look and problem solve if it doesn't look that way on set. No, I love that. I think, and, and you know, I think that's a really big credit as to like you also being a very good producer is like giving credit to where credit is due and yeah. at giving everyone their flowers. And I love that it is much bigger than just one person. And I, that's what I love when I visited you guys in Denver when I was there for the finals, like getting to see how you guys all work together and it being such a like tight knit family. How big is your team at Fresh Shape to give people yeah, listening I, an I idea of like at, how big, how many people you're working with there? I think we're at 14 full time right now. And we have like a few interns coming in this summer, like I think three or four interns this summer. So there'll be like, you know, 18 bodies, but it's, uh, I believe it's, it's either 12, it might be 12. I should know this. It's either 12 or 14 <laughs> full-timers. Um, and Jerry's going to be listening. He's like, I know, you don't know like, how many people we have employed. What are you I know, doing? I know. Uh, and that includes like creative production, ops, um, the whole motion graphics, that, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Love it. Um, we're going to take a step back here, though, from obviously talking fresh shit, but that's like where you currently are. I yeah. want to take it way back here to the start of your creative journey. You are now, how old are you? 26? 29. 29. 29. I thought it was 29. Um, so taking it way, way back here for a second to the start of your journey, where did you start off discovering this passion of yours to create, whether it's video, photo? Um, I know, obviously, you were with San Diego in their athletic department, but 
you know, did that start before that? Like, when did you kind of realize like, oh, I love using a camera. I love creating visual content. When did that passion kind of start? Yeah, I actually, I majored in communications and I was like fully set on doing PR because I was like, oh, I like to talk to people. So like, that makes sense. And um, through my rowing career, I actually, uh, oh I, yeah, I rowed, sorry, I rowed at San Diego and that was basically where it started. I started, um, we used to have all this like game film, right? But it was like gorgeous and on San Diego, I mean, it was like so pretty. And so I was like, wait, <laughs> we should like make a movie out of this. And so I think I, in iMovie, cause I think when I was a kid, you know, a lot of people had like camcorders and kind of did- Little point and shoot Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like the little itty bitty whatever, like take your parents' camera and like play with it. Um, so I'd done it before in iMovie, you know, back in the day. Um, but I definitely did not think that that was my direction at all. And I just started making videos for my team and they like loved it to like a song. You know, I'd like put all this music, like all these shots together to like a three and a half minute song. And I was like, hey, you yeah. find a, 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 a track you would never license yeah. these days. Like oh, a top yeah. 40 track. Oh, we can use yeah. this. I'm not going to get sued. And then you're like, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and then I got a GoPro. And then I like really, as everyone, sent, as everyone, everyone does. does, I know. And then yep. I sent it like full send. I was like making, I would make at least one a year. Like, and they actually did pretty well. They were like, I think in the rowing community, like it's not very documented because it's really hard to, unless you're in the boat, it's like really hard to capture rowing. Um, so I was like in the boat, you know, like I would like put it on my hat and I would like give it to the coxswain to like, I'm like, and I would tell them, I'm like, okay, film us. So I'm like, point the thing out this way, do this, you know. Um, and all my teammates, I'd be like, pass it around, guys. We'd like pass it down the boat. And so I had a ton of fun with that. And actually, like, did they did pretty well. I have it on my YouTube page. You can check it out um, in the rowing community just because, like, I think it was just excited to see, like, rowing stuff. Um, and that was it. And I, I literally thought that was it. I was like, okay, cool. That was fun. And then that's how I got my internship is like the communications department. Cause they would be like, can we use your videos? And I'm like, for sure, please use them, <laughs> you know? Cause they're like, great rowing footage. <laughs> and, um, we never have this. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how I got the internship is they like saw my rowing videos and they're like, Oh, you know how to do something. Right. And I was like, yeah, I do know how to do something. And so I just did broadcasts. Like we did standups, like you know, we're like, the other intern would be like, today, you know, the turros yeah. are playing. So we just did broadcast stuff. Yeah, I did that for like six months maybe. And then I was like, this is kind of boring. And Clemson kind of started going crazy with their creative videos. And people started kind of putting on Instagram. And I was like, I want to do like something cooler with like apertures. Like I didn't even know what aperture was, you know. But I was like, how do you make it like blurry behind and like not of you? Like that that was my level of how like. How make it cinematic yeah literally I was like I don't know how to do it I was shooting in 60 forever and it looked like looked like that soap opera and then through like and then you realize 24 is like beautiful yes and like, oh yes and I'm like yeah. this is what I was trying to do so it's just a lot of um and yeah and then just through that I eventually got hired full-time there and they just kind of let me do whatever the heck I wanted to um and gave me like all access I ever wanted and that's just how it how it went no, yeah, I, I think I personally re relate to that. And I think, like, this would have been, like, what year for you? Like, what like what time period would have been? Uh, twenty. I graduated college in 2012, so it would have been 2012. No, oh, my God, whoa. That was high school. Okay, graduated in 2016, <laughs> 2016, and then I worked there until 2018. 
So you would have been like that. That was so that for reference, that would be kind of when I was getting into like I okay. think that was my second year in university, and that's when I started getting into yep. that sports creative thing. And very much similar, like I went to a sport media program here in Toronto, and it was much more broadcast based. Yes. But I also remember seeing Clemson yeah. and other teams like jack up the creative, and I think that was like part of like the sport creative like boom. People realizing like, oh, like we can use Twitter for more than just tweets. We can yeah. make sick content, and and so I think that was kind of it's it's funny to hear that because I vividly remember the same thing like we would I I didn't work for them but we did broadcasting and at first I'm like this is cool but it's not really what I want to do and then I figured out how to use a camera and then I saw what people are doing I'm like let me do this here so it's just it's just really cool to hear that like everyone was kind of influenced in the same the same time period um when you were doing there what was like some, some of the highlights for you like what did you what kind of content did you enjoy creating the most what are like some of the experiences you have that you kind of think back on to this day what was that yeah. give me some of that I think um, one of the things that I feel like was most rewarding is like at the end of each year, which I guess there were three ends of years, I think, because I, the first, well, no, that's a lie, too. Well, I just, I just remember having this vision, like, that at the end of the year banquet, right? Like, you put everything I together. Know. We, we did yeah. the same thing. Yeah, and so I remember, like, what I wanted it to be. And, like, I remember the first year, like, I just didn't have it, you know? Like, I, I was like, yeah, this is fine. I put this stuff together. But, like, I know what I want it to look like. I don't know how to do it. But, like, I know what I want it to be. And I think the last – I actually – I left in March, you know? But I w the, one of the things I said to Jared was I was like, I need to finish this project that I have. Because, like, over the – I think everything clicked for me, like, after, um, after my first internship and when I got rehired – I was basically like, you guys need to buy a camera because we were using, I think, my Canon 70D and like it just, you know. So we got an A6500 and a couple lenses that were like, went down to like 1.8. And I was like, fabulous. So I think, and I was figuring out S-Log and how to color grade and stuff. And I finally, I think it was like after that summer, it clicked. And it was like, then I just had a year like, I remember, you know, you look back and you're like, I'm embarrassed about that video. I'm embarrassed about that video. And then all of a sudden I stopped being in, like, a month out. I was like, I'm not so embarrassed about that. Like, I'm not so, like, I'll go back and watch it. It makes me feel good, you know? Or before I'd be like, every month out, I would learn so much in a month. And I would change so much of my style and my color and stuff that I was like, I can't even look at it. It's so embarrassing. And so I think that second year, like, especially, like, the second half of that last year, like, I feel like I was, like, I, ha I got it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I made that video that I still look back, I still watch it sometimes, and I'm like, oh, that, good, that was good. And I, <laughs> I, I felt like, like, the thing that I had in mind that I wanted it to be, like, emotional, and I wanted, because I was a student athlete literally at that university. And so it was something, I remember there was a girl actually before me who did the internship, and she was really good. Like she, I remember, and I remember as a student athlete watching the end of the year video and being like, oh, that was incredible, you know, and I wanted to make something that was like that, you know, and I feel like that, that had that impact on yes. people who, yeah. And like capture the like student athlete, which is like, it was just so hard. Like those four years, that's also why like the routine and the whole thing is like very like, it's very ingrained in me because like, you know, I went through that, that process and like kind of learned how to keep you know, yourself calm and like not mm -hmm. freak out and everything. Um, and so that was just such an important experience for me, like in college that like I wanted to have, I wanted to capture it the way I felt it. So it was almost like when I was making that stuff, like 
I was vicariously, you know, like kind of super senior, you know, I was like, oh, like, it's not me on camera, but like, let me do for you what I wanted, you know, it's kind yeah. of how I like attempted it. And Create I the felt, content you wanted, wanted someone to create a view. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's how I like, that's how I tackled everything, which is why it was so draining for, I mean, it was so draining because I was so emotionally like invested. Invest, yeah. And like you said, like, grind, like it just, gr I just went to everything. I was supposed to be at everything always. And you know, as soon as you, as you know, you make start making good things and then people are like we want more yeah <laughs> like, and then like this seems like why did they get this video yes, and we don't and exactly. you're like okay i'll be at your next game and then it's just that cycle like i 100 yes i relate i relate a lot to it too because like that end of your hype video was like my favorite video to make at, at the yeah. banquet every year like and i like my first year i didn't do it because i was like mute and whatever like, yeah i was you know getting like earning my like earning my like place in, the, in yeah. that department and then like ever since then i'm like yeah that video mine no mm -hmm. one's touching because i loved and i wasn't a student athlete but i was in i was so ingrained with the department and the athletes that like it was just like these are people you become friends with and i think that's what's really cool about working in college sports and something i miss a lot is like you get to ingrain yourself with the athletes they become like family to you and then you get to kind of give them this fun little surprise at the end of the year and like i still look back on it i, I related to so much of what you just said like I remember at the start, you're trying like a million different effects. Every color grade is different. But then by the end of the year, you got it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and everyone like, everyone looks at the, you know, they know who did it. But like, I love that because I remember doing those videos. Mm -hmm. And like, those are still like, probably some of my favorite videos to date are those end of year, like athletic banquet videos. Like, I, I, want, I love that story. Me too. And I feel, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I used to shoot and edit and stuff. Like that was my first job at Fresh Tape was to do like, basically what I did for the university, but like you said, like now to do it for all the teams and all the clients we had. But I feel like I had, like I kind of, mm -hmm. like that video, like that end of year video, like I feel like was my my baby, you know? And like my, my uh, like I don't think, like you said, you can't get that kind of content or that kind of like emotion in in the leagues and the teams and stuff because a you don't have the access. Let alone the that, guys like don't access, care. access, yeah. yeah. And the guys don't really care too. Like the the people would, I mean, and I'm sure you know, like the athletes perform for you. Like they just will do. They will give you. Like some won't, but most like they want to be on camera. They're in college. Like they're like hell yeah. Like I'm freaking famous. You know, like they yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. in the center of attention. Like I could even catch the guys who would, you know, be too cool for school, but they'd always walk by me. You know, like in front yeah. of me, and I'm like. I see you. Don't act like yeah. you don't want to be on camera. They'll give a little look to the camera. Or <laughs> yeah. like, like they are, but, like, I think that's the thing, though. And it for, like, working in college athletics, like, they're still so young. Yeah. And, like, they they relish it versus, in, like, that's one of the things working in pro sports. Like, the, the guys in the NBA and the NHL, like, they, they've been there. Uh, they've yeah. done it. Some of them don't like the camera. No. But I think that's what's really nice about college. Like, there's, like, that innate, like, they, they appreciate it. And they I love do. That. And they want to post it, and they want yes. uh, the texts I get every freaking day of like, can you send me that? Can you send? I'm like, it's in oh. Google Drive. I've already sent you the link. You know where the link is. Do like, you have any photos of me? Yeah. They're all in there. If I didn't put it in there, it doesn't exist. It doesn't, yeah, exactly. They're like, but what about? The? I'm like, no, stop, no. But yeah, it was. I mean, it was the best. Like it, yeah, college athletics is the best. Is that probably the part you missed the most, or is there something else that you missed from that experience? You know, I uh, thought I really would. Like, I thought I would really, that was, like, really hard for me, and I don't miss it that much. Because now I have my team. Like, before I was, like, a one-man band, You've especially. Up. yeah. And now I have, fre like, I have Fresh Tape. I have, like, AJ and Ashley. <clears throat> it's not, it's not, and clients. Like, also clients are, like, now more of my friends, you know? 
Where like yeah. Rebecca, you know, from the NHL, like like when I see an email pop up from her in my inbox, I'm like, oh, yay, Rebecca, you know. I mean, it's still, again, it's like a tr- what are your priorities? And to me, it's my life. <laughs> so it's like yeah. as much as I miss that, like I, I, and I, and I'm still friends with them, you know, I still follow them all on Instagram and stuff. And like they'll reach out to me every now and now and then and stuff. Um, so I feel like I've had that and I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't miss it because I just don't miss the, I don't miss the grind at all. At, you at miss, all. yeah. Because there's, there's like, that's when you kind of get, like, I remember my fourth year, I was like working three different jobs, including that one, doing my thesis. And I'm like still oh, oh my shooting Saturday night men's basketball. And yeah. then there's women's basketball right after. And then like, oh, men's hockey plays yeah. like later that night. So it's like there, it's that grind. But I think you learn so much of yourself and that's when you really fall like in love with it. Yes. Was there a particular moment when you were there that you were like, like that you had like a, an epiphany of like, this is what I meant to do. Did you ever have that? Or did that come down the line? Or was that earlier? I definitely had it there that I was like, this is, I'm now expressing myself. Like, I'm yes, like, this is exactly me. Like, what I mean. like every, and I think I remember like my dad saying something to me too, being like, mm-hmm. I can see, I can see you in this. Like, I see like, like the way you put the audio, he's like, I like from when you were a kid, like, he's like, I just see it, you know, for you. And I was like, I feel, I feel that like I, cause I, I would really, really do like, I really lean into the music, you know, for that, like, as we all do, you know, and that I felt like was cathartic, like, I mean, again, yeah, and when I was rowing, and, you know, I rowed competitively for, like, you know, nine years, and all that kept me going, I mean, rowing is super monotonous and horrible and torture, and, like, literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, and the only thing that would get me through is music and, like, imagining shit in my head, like, I would just be running, you know, you're, like, running and having to do some running tests, and I have my earphones in, and all I'm doing is, like, thinking of a move, I didn't even know I was really doing this, but, like, I was, like, imagine, you know, we all sit in the car, and you're, like, I'm a music video, you know, but for me, it was, like, sports, like, it was, like, me running, to the beat and I was like it's like romanticizing and like making thinking of your life as you're the main character the main character from the perspective like yeah exactly and and, and thinking like how cool would this be if I I used to watch Gatorade commercials too because they're very also like beat and beat and sweat and beat and I would just like that's what would get me to like like when we're doing 2k tests like I had three songs and like they had to hit hit and when they hit I would hit them to the beat and I would do these things you know and that's movie making like the kind that I was doing it was like I'm literally getting the peak of this sport to a beat and like that's now I get to like do what I've always maybe it's not me I'm not the main character but I can make somebody else the main character you know and, and, and make them like feel like you know that, that kind of vibe so yeah. I feel like yeah it very much like I think once I got the color grading and I started to like what I was seeing and like my stuff I was like, yes, this is, this is, this is it. Like, I would like kind of dance, like as I'm like, you know, editing, you're kind of like, you know, grooving to it, like feeling with it. And I just like feel, yeah, it's like cathartic. Um, But so there wasn't like one moment, but I just feel like once I kind of. Just the entire process taught you like, this is my calling kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move away from San Diego into the next step of your journey, um, what's a piece of advice you would give? And like, there are so like, I think like the way we did it is a way a lot of people are finding out that about this industry and things you can do. What's one piece of advice you'd give to like either younger you or another young creative in their early, early twenties, who's in that college grind and is really trying to figure it out in that sports creative athletic scene. What advice would you give them from your own experience? One thing at least that really helped me that I think I was like self-conscious about a little bit is like posting your stuff. So like retweeting, like there's no, I think there's a, people think there's a, especially women, I think there's like, people think there's a fine line, or not a fine line, 
There's like no line mm -hmm. between being like this full of yourself, look at my shit kind of it's a hard It's a hard thing to get over for sure. Yeah. And then like posting because like you need to post your stuff because people need to know your stuff, right? So I always like one thing I did, which I think is was super helpful for me, um, is like create a video account that like was separate so that I didn't feel like it was conflicting with like my personal stuff and like the stuff I wanted to post for my friends mm -hmm. and like the kind of audience that I was trying to get a hold of. Cause I was trying to find a job, you know, like I was trying to get a job after San Diego. I knew that wasn't my, my end all be all. So if you don't think that where you're at is your end all be all, you have to be thinking about what people see of you. And like, that means you have to post your stuff. Like a resume is not very helpful. Like I now, you know, I hire people all the time. So like I look at resumes all the time and it says nothing to me other than like, I, I mean, anybody who's touched Adobe and then the experts will all have Adobe on their resume. So that doesn't say anything to me of like what you can actually do. So your stuff and like, I look at like color grading, like if you have a profile or like if you have, like obviously we have gondola now, but like if your stuff matches, that's like something for me to see or whatever, right? So like I think you being like, Posting your stuff and doing it tastefully is a skill. Um, I think some people get it right, some people don't get it right. I'm sure I don't always get it right. Like you can post yourself, but a lot of what I see is like people posting themselves at the Super Bowl. And I'm like, okay, cool, love that for you, but also I don't know what you did. You know, it's like, yeah. I think posting your stuff, or like if you can't, because obviously there's limits, some people can't post their stuff. So like retweeting, like I would retweet all the time on like my San Diego stuff, just retweeting, quote retweeting, like being like, you know, tonight's game was Put super it on your story. You yeah, know, your like, story. There's so many ways. Gondola. Yeah, you can reshare. And I think that's something that I felt self-conscious doing. I'm like, well, am I bragging? Like, am I, what am I doing? Like, am I... Who I know I, what you mean. You know, so, um, but I think that's really important to do because that's what got me my job at Fresh Tape. Like, literally, I got a DM from Jared based on Twitter. Like, it was, like, based yeah. on one mm -hmm. word of mouth, but it was from somebody who I didn't even know who saw my stuff and recommended me. And then he just went and looked at my profile and was like, cool, yeah, it looks good. You know, it's like, that's what got me my literal job. So um, I think that's a big one is just to, like, post your stuff and not be, like, timid about that, which maybe people yeah. aren't as much anymore. I mean, maybe that was just, like back in the day when things were like first getting started, but I mean, I, I relate to it. Like I had my whole, like, Oh, I don't know if I should post my work. Yeah. I made another account. And then like, I'm like, I'll post it there. And then at the end of the day, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I have no audience on this account. Yeah. I'm just going to put it on my, and then my, yeah. my account is now an amalgamation of like 99% of my work. And then 1% is like my life. I'm yeah. like, Oh, like I was on a vacation or this is my friends or whatever. So like I, I 100% agree with you. And it's like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, when I tell, when I, people are like, how do I get noticed? I'm like, are you posting your work? No. How the hell am I supposed to notice you? Yeah. Right? So I fully, fully agree. I, I would say that like posting your work is probably more important. And I'd love your take on this. More important than having like a, like a reel, like a, like a yes. one to two minute. Totally. I love, I, I love doing a reel as much as an, like a, like a one to three minute, like cinematic, like my best. But like, I haven't made one and I've gotten jobs. So I would like, you know, I, I think posting stuff is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I just haven't, I haven't had to, I don't have the time, but like, if you're interested, like here's my website, yep. here's my Instagram where I share literally everything under the sun. So like, I, I would love your take. It's probably more effective to just totally. post your stuff than make a reel at this totally, point. Totally. Cause a reel, I'm like, well, what skills <clears throat> that it's a bunch of slow-mo clips most of the time put together. There's definitely a way to do a reel that you're like stand out, but it does take a lot of time. I was always intimidated by it. I never got around to doing it cause it was like so looming and big and like 
I was like, no, I just can't, you know? It's anxiety and Yeah, it's anxiety. And and I do think also people can get to know you through your, vi- like, that's the other thing is, like, having a personality through it, not just, like, posting your stuff and it's like, here's this, but, like, if I went through your profile, like, I would probably get a sense of, like, who you are, both from your work, the kinds of stuff you post, the captions you put, you know, like, you get a sense of who somebody is, like, reading their stuff and, like, yeah, just the kinds of ways they promote themselves or or not, or their team, or whatever, and, like, I think that's just important to, like, have out there if you want to get hired, like, if you don't, then, like, you don't have to fuck with it, but I, like, if you, if you are looking for a job the way, like, I was, like, that was what got me hired, was, like, posting my stuff all the time, and I would also say, if you can't post your stuff, or even if you can, something that I think I found really, like, I didn't really put weight into it at the time, but I think was actually really important for me, was to, like, make stuff outside of, sports like I don't mean hired work like I just took I just did videos of my friends like I would go home and I did like my family vacation and I would do and I try to like learn something new try something different like that was my time to like try to experiment something else so like I a felt more confident like I'm like okay I don't have it's not just highlights and stuff like on the court that I can do like I can put together like a heartfelt something that maybe somebody else would like you know and like people were telling me all the time like all my friends and like they were like, are you doing a video this time? Are you doing because it? it meant something to them, and so yeah. I found more value than just like, oh, I'm like just a sports person. Like I found like confidence and like, and that also shows who pride. you are as a person too. And it shows yeah. like an it's it's way more like intimate and like yeah. if I'm an employer and I see that I'm like, oh, she's actually like a, hu- a human with yes. a life, and she's like clearly got like a really good circle around her or whatever. And I love that. And I think I remember when I found your account and you know started like engage when I, I yeah. ended up in meeting you like before that like some of my favorite videos that you made were just like those like little snippets of like your life and I think that's like obviously so common now with like TikTok and yes, daily vlogs but like you did it in such like a like an like I got intimate is the only way because yeah. it's like you kind of get a glimpse into your world and I love that and that's something that I think more creators sports or not should do because there's a way to like I always like to say, like, I like to document my life because there's more to me than just, like, going to sports games. You know what I mean? Like, yep. don't get me wrong. Going to the Stanley Cup Finals, really fucking cool. But, like, I have really cool friends. I have a really cool, like, interesting life. So I, I love that kind of idea of, like, doing things outside of work that could also, you never know, might be hired for something like a lifestyle thing or something along those totally. lines. Totally. Totally. Like, Jer- Jared, again, my CEO saw that. Because I, I think when he hired me for the first gig, he had just seen a video that I posted of, like, me and my family. And he was like, oh, I thought it was, like, a Toyota Corona. I mean, it wasn't that good, but, like, I remember him saying something, like, he loved that. Like, he didn't, like, it wasn't the sport He loved the, thing. the realness. Yeah, like, and, and so having, like, diversity on your profile and, like, doing something different. Because also, like, nowadays, everyone shoots sports. Like, it's just highlights. Like, I don't think it's that hard. And everybody has autofocus. And it's just, like, it's not that You need crazy. to find a way to stand out. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think, like, making stuff on your own. Like, and again, it doesn't have to be for hire. Like, I think that was something that intimidated me, too, is I'm like, I don't know how to freelance. I don't really have time to freelance or the interest in doing it. But I'm just going to make something that, like, I enjoy putting together. And, like, I think doing that is a good practice just mm-hmm. in your skill set, but also like diversifies your portfolio and might be your like favorite thing you've ever done. Like you don't know, you know? No, yeah, I love that. Um, I'm going to pivot from that and kind of jump on what you, one thing you mentioned here, just to keep the train moving along. Uh, you obviously just mentioned Jared found your profile and he's now your boss at Fresh Tape. Um, so you finish San Diego, you did your whole thing at the athletic department. It's time to move on. You mentioned Jared found your videos and, he, you know, he obviously hired you. What was the transitional transitional years like going from what you were doing at San Diego Athletics to now 
being, you know, hired by Fresh Tape and joining this team? Uh, it was really hard, honestly. I, like, cried every day that I was here for, like, uh-huh. six months. Like, literally every day I called my old coworker and I was like, this was a huge mistake. Not because of, like, the people. Like, the people were incredible, and that was why I came. It was only, I was the third hire. So it was me, Jared, Max, and Alana. So there's just four of us. It was a new city. I didn't know anybody. So I came, like, really, like, bare fresh. Um, and both of my coworkers had, like, significant others. And, like, Jared, you know, is, like, older. Like, it just, what it was, like, really, really hard personally like on my personal life which I think I mean obviously it was the right choice but like it was so freaking hard and then also like skill set wise like I remember coming in and I remember even Jared like had expectations of me that I was like I don't know after effects like I've done it like twice in a very specific way so I only know how to do this one specific thing but like I don't know how to build an after effects file you know so there were a lot of like expectations of me that I was like it, it was just very hard, and I think, um, luckily, like, my team was so great that, like, Jared and I now have this, like, very candid, open relationship, because I was, like, because he was, like, I don't want to hear no's, you know, and I'm, like, okay, but, like, I can't do it. Like, it's not that I don't want to. Like, it's a yes, but I can't. So, like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to tell you I can't do it without saying no, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. but we, like, had to learn that. So, we had to, like, I had to learn this new language, because... You know, at San Diego, I was all, my, all by myself. Like, I had a manager, and I had um, another coworker, but they didn't do the video. They were, like, more my, my mentors, you know? But they weren't... I was kind of on my own in terms of gear and, like, editing and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, I have, like, this, you know, small team, but still more of a team and people who know more than me in my field of work. And then I'm working with contractor, and it's, and it's just a whole different lifestyle. So it was really hard to like, like fabrications. I was like, how would you even start? Like what even would you do first? I have, I have no idea how to, you know, bring that to life. Um, and we were a smaller company. We also did some stuff differently that back then, but it was a really hard and like long and slow transition. And I honestly made like a ton of mistakes. I'm like, thank God Jared didn't fire me. (laughs) Like I made so many mistakes and it was horrible and embarrassing and like that's challenge right it's like anything new you're gonna like struggle and it's gonna be hard um and like you learn you know my biggest thing was like I just need to learn from every single one of those like I just can't make the same mistake twice like that's like like not pressing record we've all done that but like I did it and it's like on on a client and that's like big time it's not like you're just like on your own at the San Diego men's basketball game and you forgot to press record on like one shot you know it's like no this is like an interview, <laughs> like you can't, you have to rest record, you know, just stuff like that. That was just like, yeah, it was hard, but it, it then made me grow to be like, how can I prevent that? Okay. So I need structures and I need lists and I need these things to help me not ever do that again. And I need a bag, you know, that has an SD card holder and I need a, you know, a rolling bag that I take, like we didn't have any of those things. So it was very much like scrappy. Um, Mm -hmm. and we have like a joke internally now, like we don't do things scrappy anymore. Like we used to do it because it was out of like necessity and we're like startup, you know, and I, and I thrived in that because I was scrappy at USD. So that translated, but like the level of like, kind of like the running gun mentality, making it work with what you have. Yeah, I got you. And we still do that to some degree, but there's definitely less, like there's definitely things that we like, you know, like we haven't done it before. And so we're going to do it and we're kind of learning on the job, which is like scary. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was just very hard because the stakes were a lot higher. I had people I wanted to impress, you know, and when you make mistakes, it's more public than 
it was back in, when I was just learning and all I, nobody had any expectations of me. They're just like, wow, this is getting better and better every time. And I'm like, wow, how crazy. We're like, I, I didn't really make mistakes because it was just learning. And then, Yeah, like they, they, they wouldn't have noticed. Cause like yeah, they're it was also, internal. It's their first time probably dealing with someone like you. And same thing with me at like when I was in university and working with her, like they, I could do no wrong. I was like, this yeah. is great. I'm like, and then later I look at the video, I'm like, what the fuck yeah. was I doing? Because it's totally. like, again, it's a learning process for everybody. But now when you get into it, like with the NHL, it's like same thing now. It's like, oh, like. I can't, I can't be, I, I try my best not to make mistakes, but I think it's also, you're human. You're going to make mistakes, right? Yeah. But it's really good to hear that. Like you, you obviously started with the companies they were new. So everyone was growing in the yes. same sense of like at San Diego, like everyone was learning and you and you guys had these discussions and learned how to work together and learned what was possible at the time and what wasn't. And I think that's just shows that like you also are very honest and aware of your skill set and it also, but your ability to grow and learn. Right. So it's, yeah. it's all about that, like learning process. Yeah, and I think that's important too, is to know your capabilities. And like, I think people sometimes are like, no, never limit yourself. I'm like, hold on. Like, sometimes you are not prepared. Like, you should never go to a shoot you're not prepared for. Like, mm -hmm. you should say yes. And there's a certain amount of like, like, you know, they offered me the job and did I think I deserved it or was ready for it? No, but I said yes, right? So there's like some of that where you do have to step outside your comfort zone, but there's certain things that like, if you don't have the skill to do it, don't do, don't do it. Cause like, especially if you're getting paid, you know, there's that. So you have, it was like, to me at least, I was like, I need to learn how to communicate what I can and can't do and like what I'm good at. Like there's things that I'm really good at. So like, let me do this. And that's honestly how I fell into like producing is like, I'm, I don't really care about camera gear. Like I feel like I'm good at like capturing an event and like a moment and I, I'm, I'm good at that, but it's not what I'm passionate about and I'm not yeah. passionate as the cameras get bigger and heavier, count me out. Like I just, I'm not interested editing. I'm done. I just, I just don't have any interest in that anymore. I think we talked about this at NHL that like, I now, like, all I want to do is, like, run the show. Because I feel like I'm really good at that. Like, I feel like, like I can, like... oversight, making sure everything's yeah. in the right place, everything's like, working, and then the show moves on. Yeah, yeah, and I can have the hard conversations with the client if something's happening. I can have those hard budget conversations. Like, I can have those... The things I'm good at is, like, managing a team and, like, hiring that team and telling them, you know, what the expectations are. And, like, if they're not meeting the expectations, I feel like I'm pretty good at, like, communicating that nicely. Like... I feel like I can, that's where I thrive. And so that's kind of how I moved into producing is I was like, look, logistics and stuff, so my thing. Like I will plan this trip and it will be part, like I can, let me just like go down here and then, you know, it kind of fell into this. It, it was never like my trajectory. I think originally it should have been maybe like, I grow into a DP and cameras and stuff. And I just was like, I don't vibe with that. And so now I'm like, you know, I found the things and I communicated the things that like I liked. And when you like things, you're better at them. And the things you're yeah. not, you don't like you're typically going to make more mistakes because you don't care as much or you don't like it and you're like god i don't like it and obviously i'm still camera up sometimes i still edit sometimes i still do those things and it's like totally fine but um yeah it's like very important i think to like communicate where you are trying to go and like lean into the things you're good at and like forget about the things you're not you know like a lot of what you said stood out to me and i wish we could have so much more time because there's so many different topics yeah. about like diving in there like you said like don't go like don't don't try new things on a shoe like i always say like to my to my friends and like my, my coworkers, i'm like i'm never gonna try out a new piece of gear on a shoe that i'm getting paid for or yes, for right. because if if you don't know how to use it 
you're screwed. It's the like things you no, do know how to use even go wrong. So like yeah. you just gotta so it's control. Like, it, so like I always say to people, like they're like, oh, like I might try this lens for this game. I'm like, have you used it before? Or I might try this camera. I'm like, have you used it before? No. Are you getting paid for this? No. Okay, then go ahead and do it. Yeah. But if you're getting paid for it, if it's a client gig and you've never used it before, like might not be the best time because you've never used it, and then you're gonna try it and you're like doesn't work and it's so much harder when you're getting paid when there are those client expectations when your bosses bosses have these expectations it's it's a lot harder to take those gambles and take those risks so i really like that um but i also one one of the things you just touched on i can't remember how you ended that but i mean actually i remember the way you kind of identified your niche within Mm -hmm. your career and you're like you realize cameras don't want to do it editing don't want to do it i think that's a really good thing to mention because I think we all start like shooter, editor, like we, everything. I, we, I'm, I'm either job, we call them predators, producer, editor, pro, like shooter. You're doing everything. And at first it's a lot of fun because it's so new. But then when you really start to get into it and you start to work on a bigger team, like for me, like I know I love shooting and editing, but for me, I love directing and coming up with a creative vision. Like that's what I like to do. So down the line, like I'm still going to shoot, I'm still going to edit, but I would much rather have that creative oversight over the direction of a project's taking. So I really relate to that. And I think that's an important thing for people to know. It's like, you don't have to be pigeonholed into being the camera person for the rest of your career. You you took your role and you ran with it as a senior producer and now you just got your promotion and now and and you get to do you're still doing by proxy everything you like doing. You love you're creating something. It's just within a, a stance where you can have the control and the enjoyment that you want to have and not mm-hmm. burden yourself with the editing or whatever you don't like to do, right? Totally. Totally. Can you give me a week in the life like a yeah. rough Monday to Friday as a fresh tape producer? Whether, you know, we could do it, we could do it whether you're traveling or maybe from Denver. (laughs) Let's, let's do one. You know what? You're staying in Denver for the week. You're not traveling. Give me a week in the life. What's Monday to Friday look for you? Sure, sure. Well, at Fresh Tape, uh, we work remote um, or like work from home on Monday and Friday. So we go into the office Tuesday through Thursday. So Monday, I kind of, you know, catching up on emails. I kind of like, my job I like to say is like poking people. Like I just like, hello, follow up. Here we are. Like we're getting- Just checking in, Yeah, checking back in. On we're this. like two weeks out from the event. So like need these answers, you know, just like lots of follow-ups. We use Asana. So like we have all of our projects and like their updates and their progress. And um, we do a, a project review on Tuesdays. So like by the end of the day today, I will like update all my projects of like where they're at. Um, and then on Tuesday, that's kind of when things start moving because I feel like that's when everybody responds to me. So we'll have our project review in the morning and then all day basically I'm like emailing. Um, if we're getting close to an event like WNBA, we're like sourcing props. I'm like talking to the fabricators like, hey, are you good? Do you have what you need? Like, let's go over this really quick one more time. Like it's a 10 by 10. Here's like, what is the floor you're using? Then we start getting into like details. So like check in on those clients, um, you know, we've got the PBR series going on. So I'll check in with them and make sure that our editor, I'm kind of the between of our editor, right, that we, free, you know, contracted out and our client. So I check in with the editor today and I'm like, hey, when are you going to have that trailer done? He's like, okay, end of day. So then, you know, tomorrow we'll be like, here's the trailer and kind of keep that going. And same thing Wednesday and Thursday. It's kind of similar. It's just like kind of, it's a bunch of like, I think of it like kind of dominoes. I don't know if that's the right word but like something's always going like it's like there's one and then you're turning the you're the you're the machine turning the cogs you're the engine making sure that so i gotta keep track of like where this project's at where this project's at you know like while this one is wrapping up we're starting this one so what stages are we in i'm updating our asana with like new information that comes in um i need to get contractors actually for that event so i need to like start you know writing emails texting the people that i like you know like hey are you available 
Um, so that's kind of, yeah, m Monday or Tuesday through Thursday. We have like a team lunch every week on Thursday. And so we'll do like kind of a longer lunch one day. Um, and then I have like meetings scattered within, like I'm talking to NHL on Wednesday and um, new projects that come in, you know, we have meetings with them. Um, and then on Friday is another work from home day. So that's kind of like send all the emails that I need to before the weekend, like feel good. And that's where we're talking about work-life balance. Like I want to be not thinking about a thing over the weekend. So what does that mean I need to do? Like finish, like make sure there's tying up all the loose ends. Tying up everything, everything, everything I could possibly tie up so that, you know, by the end of the day on Friday, I'm like, boom, done. So that's, it's a lot of emailing. Um, and like some research and just, but it's a lot of emailing, honestly. How does that change when you have to go to like NBA all-star at so, the end, let's say, or like WNBA draft, yeah. like what does, what does, when does that, what does that change? You're traveling like Thursday, like what's that yeah. going to look like? What, so when you it, it depends. Or? We always travel out the day before. So like WNBA draft is on a Monday. So I'll travel out on Sunday or Saturday, um, set up on Sunday. So we'll have like a setup if we can, you know, if we're so lucky that we have the space the day before, we'll set everything up. So we have two sets, I think, for that. So we'll set everything up. Um, I'll schedule like lighting and all that stuff when that's gonna get there, because it's in New York. So we have to get like delivery because it's just crazy and we don't have a car. Um, but some shoots will have a rental car so we can kind of run errands that day. Like I'll go pick up gear. I'll go, you know, make sure we're grabbing food and snacks and waters and stuff for the trip. Um, and then, yeah, the draft is on Monday. So then, you know, I mean, might have the morning off. Same thing again. Like if I have an evening, I'm not going to work all day. Like I will start at two and I will go until 10 PM, whatever the eight hours is that I'm again, sometimes it's longer. Sometimes I'll work 10 hours or whatever, but if I can like take the morning off and there's nothing I need to do, I'm going to take the morning off. I'm going to work out. I'm going to chill. Then I'll go to work at two o'clock and stay there until 2 AM or whatever time I need to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and then we just set up and like test everything. I mean, you've been there. Like we, test and test and test until we feel like we're good and then um yeah the players all come and it's off to the races and then we travel then out lights. a lot of times we'll like load out that night um and then travel out the next day and get back to work so i love i i love how even in then you included the work-life balance you're like i'm not gonna work until Always. i have to work because i'm yeah and i think that's i think as you grow and as you mature in this like industry you realize how important it is especially when mm -hmm. you like like I'm just I just turned 25, but like I can feel my body taking like taking oh, yeah. a toll here. Like like I literally like pulled my shoulder somehow last week, and it was probably because I've been on a flight like yeah. two through two or four days in the, in the last month. So it's like you don't realize how how much. So I love the fact that even when you're talking about when you're on the road, you're taking your time off and you're enjoying it. I think that's someone something that everyone needs to do um, at a certain point. What's been the coolest event or individual you've engaged with or memory during your time with Fresh Shape over the last oh. four years you mentioned you're with? Wow, what a hard question. Let's um, do let's do like coolest event or okay. th thing you've gotten to work. Let's coolest do that. Coolest event. Um, honestly, the WNBA draft last year was super sick. Like I just, like production wise, like the, the activations we had and just like sometimes like you go to an event and you have a super sick set and then like the sh you know players show up in sweatpants and you're like cool 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 cool. You're like thanks guys. Um, this yeah. Is exactly or like what even in Miami mean. it was fucking hot outside. You know it was outside it was hot. Um, so like this event not only super cool sets but everybody like came. I mean the WNBA is just like insane. Like they just came to impress. Like everyone went there was like so dressed to the nines like just like looking so fly and like the 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 place they were at it was like this beautiful studio it had this beautiful i mean just the whole thing it like it made our set shine you know because it was like everybody was just like 
who took a photo in front was just like looked incredible. The whole, you know, just the whole event was incredible. So it made our sets like even more incredible than, you know, it would be if you were just in like put in the stadium of a, you know, a sports stadium where like you have to squeeze in for media day or something. So I think that was honestly one of the cooler um, events. But I will say one of the best productions we've ever done. I think that I, my favorite production, um, we did the EA Madden goat trailer where like we were teasing the goats, you know, of the season, which at that time it was Brady and Mahomes. And they literally were like, yeah, we want a barn. Um, it needs to be in Arkansas because this guy lives in Arkansas. And there need to be two goats who look the same um, in coloring and size and like go. And we're okay. like, oh, okay. So I literally had to find a barn, like a specific with the barn doors that open this certain way, you know, like a barn and goats. And I was like, ah, in Arkansas, you know. So I literally found that's like, like the whole like when you work in sports, it's other duties as assigned. Yes, yes, and it was incredible. It was like not only was it so fun, like I was just felt really like, like I found the goats. Like I went on Craigslist and these people were selling the goats, and I was like, look, I'll pay you what you're selling them for for a rental for the day if you can like come and just like babysit them. And they're like, are you kidding? They literally were like, is this a joke? And I'm like, no, I'm serious. And they're like, yes. And I was like, great. <laughs> and so we had this like a bunch, and then and then I found these amazing, this amazing couple on Instagram. I was like DMing farms in Arkansas, like literally like Google searching, and then I would DM them, be like, "Hey, do you have a barn that looks like this? Like, could we use it for a production shoot?" And they'd be like, "Oh no, like we have all our chickens in there right now, but why don't you call these people? Like, why don't you call these people?" And then we finally found this like adorable couple. They're like so cute and retired, and. They're like, of course you can use our barn. Like, this sounds amazing. We show up, they had iced tea for, I mean, they're like, come inside. Like, just, and they still like comment on like all of my Instagram photos. You know, they're like, we love you guys. They're like, this was the best day of our, like, just, it was incredible. And then the shoot was amazing. And the final product we're like really proud of and like just was sick. And it was goats and we held them and it was really cute and fun. So that's probably my favorite production. Yeah, because it just, I mean, that just kind of shows, like, the side of, like, we talked about, like, you get to go and meet really cool people and then people you never thought you'd meet. And that's just kind of, like, yeah. the beautiful thing about our, our careers. Like, you get to do all these things and you get to play around with baby goats. But I, I think it's amazing that, like, you're working in sports, but one of your favorite stories has nothing to do with yeah. athletes. It's literally looking, yeah. basically using Instagram as an Airbnb for a farm to use for it's a shoot, which is incredible. Um, what's your favorite, like, has there been an individual, an athlete? Uh, specifically that you've really enjoyed working yes. with and why? Yes, Gabe Landeskog. He knows it too. Uh, he knows that he's our number Gabe's one. <laughs> We're his number one fan, uh, me and Gabby and Jared. We all love Gabe. I didn't know him actually before because I wasn't a big hockey f- I didn't know hockey because I was in San Diego and Seattle. So um, when I came here, like Jared's obsessed with hockey and so is um, Gabby. And we got a shoot with him through Anheuser-Busch. Like he was their sponsor or they sponsored him. So we're doing a shoot with him, and they're like, you're going to love him. You're going to love him. I'm like, okay, whatever. I've met a ton of athletes. They're all fine and nice, whatever. This man, nicest man I've ever met in my entire life, um, obviously also beautiful, also just like <laughs> literally <laughs> the most, but he's like, it's just he's the most humble. He remembered everybody's name on set. He met everybody down to the PAs. Like, I mean, literally, he met everybody, not one person. Like, he wasn't too good for anything. We did these silly TikToks with him. He was game for everything. It was a full-day shoot. Half of it was at the ice rink. Half of it was at his home. He had just had his baby. He was like, hold on, let me hold my baby for a second. Like, it was just, he was so patient and lovely and just 
Um, and we worked with him two years in a row, and then obviously we work with the Avs, so we see him. But he knows our name. Like, he's like, you know, he just remembers people, and that's so rare in the sports world, you know? They just kind of brush you by, and I get it. You know, they meet a lot of media people. They have but bigger like, and better things to take care of. Yeah, whatever. but yeah. he just, yeah, he just is the best, and I'm sure he's like that with everybody. You know, you can just see he's like that with everyone. Like, he just is wonderful. And so we love Gabe Landeskog for sure. I I, I remember when like he came when we when I was working the media day helping you guys out with the media day last year at finals yeah. like he came in and you guys were just like talking like it was nothing so I'm like I I love to hear that you yeah. guys especially being the hometown guy like exactly. being in Denver like you know it's such so cool to have your relationship did you did you get did you do any guys did guys do anything for the Stanley Cup celebration did you guys get engaged because I know I obviously worked with you guys during the final but did you guys yeah. get to do anything once they we won did, or we didn't we offered to do a couple things but I don't think we did anything we went to the parade. It was a great time. Um, but no, I don't think we did. We haven't done anything with the Stanley Cup after the media day and the arrivals and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, my next question for you is, what is a, who is a league or who is a team or an, an event that you'd want to work with, whether it's yourself or with Fresh Shape? Like, what's your, like, uh, next dream milestone? What is it? What do you want to work? Well, they're actually, it's not sports. <laughs> I want to do, and I think a couple of us want to do, like, fashion. Um, okay. so like Vogue, like I love all the stuff Vogue does. Obviously they don't need us, but, um, if we could be doing like producing the stuff that Vogue is doing, like I would die. Um, they do like amazing sets too. Like at all the, like, you know, Vanity Fair party, all that kind of stuff, like at the Oscars and the SAGs and all those things. Um, they always have like an incredible station and we always, honestly, that's part of our Pinterest pin. You know, I'm just always like, what about this? What about this? And a lot of it's from like the Vogue, um, parties and events. So Vogue would be my dream, but again, they obviously don't need us because they're just crushing with whoever they have now. But I mean, they don't they don't know they need you. You guys, they someday, don't know they yeah, need you guys. Someday yet. I'm gonna I, get the in, and it's gonna be us. So I so. mean, I think you guys are on the well on the way. Like you guys did like the magazine style. We did that yes. magazine style shooter, you know, and then we just did the glam ball, which yeah. you could argue like you could take those yeah, and yeah, go yeah. to Vogue and be like, hey, we did oh. this, like <laughs> you know. So yeah. I think it's and I I think sports and fashion have a really cool intersection. We yeah. I mean, you and I saw it like yeah, the GQ. guys, you know, the GQ the GQ sports like the guys dressed up like there's definitely an intersection that it would apply for you guys so there's no there's no surprise for me if you guys ended up doing that um at some point now down the line let's say like and this is like your typical what would you want to be in five years yeah but like let's say like 10 years from now where do you see yourself or where do you want to see yourself is it with fresh shape is it on your own what do you want to be like a creative director do you want to stay being a producer what what do you want where do you want to be in 10 years well i can definitely tell you where i don't want to be i definitely do not ever want to freelance on my own ever i've never had i laugh with her i'm also the same i don't like freelancing. i do not have an entrepreneurial bone in my body like Mm -mm. like i want to work for the man and i want to like take my work-life balance from him you know like I, I there's a lot of things you get from working from a company that you don't get as you freelance so definitely not freelancing for me um and, and I that's don't really be... rare because everyone's like i want to freelance no. how do you freelance i would love to freelance Ugh, and it's just don't, like don't don't do it I'll, i'm gonna have i'm to... having a guest right after you that's gonna say the exact opposite so i'll be like guys <laughs> if you want to freelance don't listen hey. to this episode if you need advice of how, if anybody tells you that like working for the man or whatever is like taking from you in some way or like that you could have more by not, uh, first of all, you're not working for the right company. And second of all, you're not taking the right advantages, which Jared knows also that I am a huge proponent of all this stuff. But there is so much you get from working for somebody, working for the right person, working for a good person. You get, you can have the world. Anyway, 
Um, so not freelance. I definitely not creative direction. That's not my vibe. Um, I'm definitely more of a the producing client relations. Honestly, what I'm doing now. I mean, I don't see myself leaving fresh tape or anything like that. I think location is a thing for me, and Jared knows this too, that like LA or some place, Denver's not really my scene 100%, um, but I don't know where my scene is. Like I don't have like a, this is where I want to be, so I'm kind of floating right now, but I think at some point I'm going to need a move. But I'm hoping that like, you know, Fresh Tape, as we grow, we expand satellite offices. That's kind of where I'm, my head's at, is that I'm just going to keep on this trajectory and um, see where it takes me. Just going with the journey and seeing where it takes you. And I I love that. Like you kind of already know, like, this is what I want to do. It's just now figuring out like, where do I want to move and where do I live? Where do I like, you know, eventually settle down like whatever, grow, have a family, whatever. And I love that you kind of have that in mind. Okay. So moving on now, the next part of the podcast, something I've been doing recently is I will just put something on my story and have people sending questions. We have a few. Um, so I'll get a, get a, get your gauge on a few of them. Um, so, I mean, one of them, you kind of answered both of them, two of them, but I'll get, I'll probably get you to reiterate on yeah. one of them specifically. Someone asked you, what's the transition like from, you know, going from university sports to working in a production company? We talked all about that. So we're going to go right through that. Yep. Um, you talked a little bit about it, but maybe you can, it, um, you can build on this. Someone asks, where do you get your set design inspiration from? And I know you said Pinterest, but maybe like elaborate more on like, you know, from start to finish, like when you have these conversations, what are you looking up or what do you have people looking up for you when you're building these sets? Yep. Um, I think another thing, too, that we rely on is, like, just looking at other people's work, you know? Like, nothing, we have this, you know, there's no new ideas, really, in the world anymore. It's like you just start doing something you think you saw somewhere else. Um, so a lot of that, a lot of our ideas come from that, is like, oh, I saw this person did this. Obviously, we're not going to replicate, but how could we make that our own? And that's, like, other production companies, just teams. So, like, just following people in the creative world. Um, especially like for me, like I have less interest on like the sports, like highlights following side. And I'm now more trying to follow like DPs or yeah, production companies that do stuff similar to us so I can get ideas. Um, so that's definitely a big thing is like I told you, like Vogue, right? Like I rip every, like I just save everything that I see Mm -hmm. that I think is cool and then try to spin it for us somehow, you know, um, so that's definitely, and then, and then as you go, I think even finding things from your life, like, um, when we're like creating a set, like, you know, like I have plants here. So like, I know that when I'm creating a set and I need props, like I kind of know what kind of like plants fill a room, you know, like little things yeah. like that, that like, you know, maybe I follow a lot of interior design places like Scandinavian design is like something that I really like. I like, I love Ikea, but, um, Scandinavian design, like for women of the league, when we were designing that set, I just like looked up Scandinavian design and then like pulled like little things from each, from photos I saw on websites that like do Scandinavian design, you know, stuff like that. So just like finding something and then going down that rabbit hole on Google is like, Amazing. Uh, this is actually not a question that's on here, but I actually wrote it down. And so I'll add it in this group of questions. This one's just for me. Um, your Instagram bio says less video, more film. You're really into the film photography world. Um, I also, as someone who like really just enjoy film photography and kind of like that, I don't even know what to call like that physical feeling that like, you know, what, but what is it with film that you like so much? And especially like being someone who used to do video and, and does video production now, what, what special connection do you have like to film photography? 
Um, so my dad did a ton of film when I was a kid. Like, uh, we have a billion photos of us as children because my dad just snapped and snapped and snapped. He had an Nikon F, which is now what I have. So I was actually like, I think it was, must have been three years ago, I think, that I was like, hey, like, because I, I remember when I was younger, like, he wouldn't let us use the cameras unless we put in the work to, like, understand how it works. We wouldn't mm -hmm. put in a film role because it's expensive. And I remember back in the day, I was like, nah, I don't care. My sister was into it, and she, like, learned shutter speed and ISO and stuff, and I just didn't care. And then once now I was in the, the video world, and I know shutter speed, I, like, I got, I got it. Like, all, all that stuff that I used to, like, you know, daunt, was daunting to me. So I was like, hey, do you have those film cameras? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, can I have them? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. And then, yeah, I took it to, like, one shoot or something, and that was it. Like, I took one, and a lot of them, so I print a lot of them out, and I put them on, like, my wall. Um, and they're just different, you know, like Jared and I always laugh, like he, when I was first getting into it, he's like, you can take a digital photo and like put stuff on it to make it look like film. I'm like, it's not the same. It is not the same. A, it's like the skill behind it, right? Of like, of the control you have over the, the shot, but also just when it's printed and when you get it, it just has more depth. I mean, you know, like it just is, it's depth, it's rich, it's like, it's more, you only have 36, I mean, everything about it. We all know the things that are exciting about it, the like whole, I don't know what it looks like until I see it and you have to be choosy and you can't just shoot whatever you want and you can only shoot in certain light and like, is that gonna come out? Did I expose it right? The whole, you know, like unknownness, I think is super fun. Um, and I, I recently now I have more of a point and shoot which has none of that thought in it just because it was really heavy to take my cameras like everywhere I went and I was kind of like, okay, I'm a little burnt out on that. I think I'll get back into it again soon, but I still just love, I mean, just having, yeah, a little, my little Yashika with me, I take it out to the bars and I like take photos of my friends. Cause you see the iPhone photos and then you see the film and you're like, these are so much better. So I yeah, just- Yeah, it's night and day. It is. And like we, we always take behind the scenes photos of sets. Like that's, you know, what our Fresh Shape Instagram was for a long time. And I always was annoyed by the curation of our page because you know, sometimes I'm on set, so I have this camera. Sometimes we have contractors who send us BTS and they have a different camera and they have different edits and they all look different. And I'm like, film is just, like there's Co no- Cohesive, you can't, yeah. yeah. It's just that. And so I was like, you know what? I don't want to worry about editing photos anymore or whatever. So now I'm just going to do, f film is going to be what I post. Like if I want to post anything, it's going to be film because I do care about what my page looks like. You know, like I said, it's like your resume. If somebody comes to your page, like it should look how you are. Like, are you organized? Are you, you know, the thought process. So I was like, well, that's a really easy way. It's kind of a cheat. It's kind of cheating. I don't yeah. edit anything. So it's um, it's less of a time suck. More of a money suck, but less of a time Fil suck. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I just now, got. I started shooting film like two years ago. And I'm like, this isn't yeah. cheap. That's why I got that Fuji yeah. camera because it's like, yes. it, it, but it, it still doesn't. It still doesn't replace though yeah. that feeling, it like doesn't. that raw feeling of it shooting doesn't. film. And like it's so. I totally. I love the fact that you still do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's super fun, and our whole team is into it. Like AJ. Um, who I was talking about, like our like DP, he um, he's super into it. Like I'm like kind of into it, you know, but again, I'm not a bells and whistles gal. So like, I only want to know so much. He's like so into it. And then Ashley Gutierrez, our other producer started a film lab. So we now have a film lab next door that she runs on the weekends. And so now it's like super easy and she develops it in 24 hours and it's like really good prices. Um, and so she's really into it too. So we're kind of all love to pull out our cameras. So it's kind of a, a group affair. That's awesome. You are obviously not in the using the camera world in terms of video these days, but someone asks, and I think, you know, 
people talk about gear not mattering all the time. And I know it's not really around, but someone asked, what camera or equipment would you recommend to get as a beginner? Obviously, you started off with the Sony series, but like, you know, what would you recommend for someone gear wise if they're just starting off or looking to start off? Well, and I always said this is like back in the day, I used an A6500 and I always got like people, you know, are always talking about gear and like you gotta have this and you gotta have that. And it's just like clothes, it's just like everything. It's like, yeah, you could have that, but you could have this. You know, there's like knockoffs and then there's like vintage and there's everything, right? But um, so the A6500, I mean, I freaking loved that camera. It was so easy to use. The A7 III was more beautiful, but like by a smidgen, honestly, like. To, to, to the social media, like when you're talking social media too, right? It's like, it's going to be posted on your little freaking screen. You know, compressed. Yeah, compressed. Like you don't need all the bells and whistles. And like it had S-Log and like it, it looked beautiful. I think it was great. And like if you know how to use it, it's basically like knowing how to use your camera. And that was at a super low price point. You know, like a, I still would recommend, recommend, like people ask me, like my sister was like, what should I get? And I was like, get an A6300. Like, That's what I had, the A6300. Yeah. And it was, it's still, it, I still have it. It totally. still picks That's up when I need it. And yeah. I have, personally, I got my first camera was an A6300 is the Canon 70D, um, which was fine, but I would probably recommend like the smaller mirrorless because it's just easier and it has more color grading, you know, you can get more from it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's probably cheaper too or somewhere around the same. Um, yeah, especially being a couple years old now. Yeah. yeah. And so now, I mean, now it depends obviously what level you want to be at, but like the Black Magics are great, like a 4K, you know, I think they're so beautiful. There's definitely some weird stuff with them sometimes. Um, but like Canon's, uh, like the 5D Mark IV, I use that for like all the weddings. And now at this point, I don't know how much it is. I know it was expensive like back when I was looking, but it might be now cheaper now with the R5 out and everything. Um, but honestly, yeah, like the A6500, freaking love that camera. And it's, I don't know, as, as long as you have like two good lenses or one good lens, you know, like I had the 35, I had two prime lenses that went down to like 1.4 and 1.8 and like that's the all. 30, 35 Sigma, right? Yep, that's 35 one of them, Sigma. Yeah, that's I, ha I, I had the same it's one. Amazing. It was the best, the best lens I've ever had. Best, it was money. best. I mean, so it's like, it's not even about the camera so much. You just need something that like, with a good lens, you, I think you just need a good pair. Um, but I would still recommend that. Like for, sh if, and again, it is, it's really hard with budget of like what, is expensive to you versus not and if you're willing if you want to invest like that's a different thing. it's an it's investment like, that's what it you yeah. said it right that's what it is and people are like i made one tiktok and i'm like the a6300 is what i would recommend someone's like it's 900 i'm like well yeah it's 900 but you can get something at 500 and it won't i'm not going to recommend that yeah. to you because it's not going to get you anywhere like get a so, gopro no I, you know like if you, yeah, you want to just that price, like, at that price get a gopro like and that, that'll be fine it is 4k and shit like you can you know but it, it is true it's like but there's yeah, drawback there's drawback Backs, right? So no, but I love the idea yeah. that it's an investment for sure. Yeah. The next question is, what is it like working in a male dominated industry as a woman? Ooh. And what do you do to like, not only stand out, but like, you know, cement your place amongst your peers being a female. And I think that's a really interesting question that you're the second female I've had on the show. So I would love your take on that for sure. Being in a sports industry that is very obviously male dominated one. Now I would love your take on that. Yeah. I have many a feeling on this. Um, and obviously I've not had the experience of everybody. Um, everybody has a different experience. I have had nothing but relatively good experience. Like no one has been, if anything, I feel like I get kind of better treatment because um, like I remember I was at NASCAR and people would like clear the way for me 
because it was like I was the only woman and they're like oh move over you know and I was like thank you like give it like other camera ops you know and I was like thanks um and so and and if I have I mean there have been times that like you come across like a big personality I guess I would call it you know a big male personality and I think the key I mean Rihanna said it best right you like have to fake confidence you know you fake it like so if you're if somebody is you know big leaguing you kind of like match them like I just and I think that's easier said than done obviously like I think you know I played sports and stuff and so I think I've kind of had a certain way in the world that maybe not everybody has but I've always been kind of like a very like candid and like no bullshit kind of person so I think when I met with something that's like, and I, I have a twin brother, like, I don't know, I've, when I met with challenges from men, it like makes me more angry than anything. So like, I would just fire back kind of, which maybe is good or bad. Um, but I just haven't really experienced that much. And again, if there's somebody is that way, I just ignore it and you just keep kind of killing with kindness sort of thing. Like, okay, yeah, no problem. Like, let's just do this instead. Um, and just coming into like, and this is the part that may be like controversial, but I just don't think about it like, I think it's easy to be like, oh, this is like, I'm walking into this room and there's a bunch of men, you know, right? And you say that and then you psych yourself out and you're like, am I, should I be here and stuff? But like, it's just not a thought that crosses my brain. Like if I'm there, I'm there, like I'm here. So like, I'm just gonna do my job and then you earn your keep, right? So like, if you're soft spoken and you're quiet, like you're not gonna get the respect of somebody, you know, especially if you're in a directing position, right? Like these athletes come through and if you're like, Okay, um, so, it, you know, like that, that kind of quietness, which I have experienced from like some women that I've like mentored before of like, you gotta kind of like. Start projecting and up. being calm. Yeah, you've got to like command the room. Like you have to command the room. You have to, but it's all like fake it till you make it. Like I remember one of my first shoots when I was shooting with like big league people, I was sh scared shitless. I was like, I don't, but you have to do it. Like you're in the position, you're like, I have, mm -hmm. like LeBron comes on, of course I'm phased. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm not gonna treat him any different than anybody else. Like you gotta kind of just like put it out of your head and like go forward and people respect that. I think if you're just confident, at least seem confident, um, and like you command and you, f and you, you, act like you're supposed to be there nobody will question if you're supposed to be there you know your place you know that you belong there you're there to do your job it's kind of like act like you've been there before because yeah. you have right and i think you've yeah. earned your keep and and earned that respect now totally and i think if you just walk in that way and I, and i and i i've seen this in other women too who like i've worked with is like i know immediately those women who are like i'm here like they're there, you know, they're like, they're there, they're in it, they're engaged, they're present, they're not thinking about what do people think of, what is, you know, what does this look like, or what, it's just they're there, and they feel like they should be there, and like, I mean, that's what men do, right? Like, that's what I always say, is like, men are always, like, I've had so many, like, yeah, mentees, like, be like, should I apply for this? Do you think I could get it? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you're underqualified for that. Like, of course you could get that. Where we've always talked about how men who apply, I'm like, oh. I get these resumes. I'm like, what? You don't even have any experience in this position, but they apply anyway. You know, where like women, yeah, constantly underqualify themselves. Um, and it's just a confidence thing. It's just like, you have to just like fake it till you make it and like believe you can do it. And then like, if you believe, people say is mind over matter, right? Or is that the right? There's, there's a saying, right? That it's like, if you believe you can do it, you're going to do it, right? But if you don't believe you're going to do it, you'll never do it. 
So it's that, it's that same thing as you just have to like, kind of not think about it like that. Yeah. No, I love, I love that answer. And I think it's very different from other answers I've gotten. It's like, you're just kind of like, just be there. You're there already. Don't, don't psych yourself out about something that might not even bother you. I love that. Um, last and if, question. And if, well, the last thing I'll say is if you come across somebody who treats you differently, fuck them. You know, like I just, I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, A, I'm going to kill you with kindness, you know? And like, that's how we approach it. We've definitely gotten emails from like men who like, We'll direct the question to like a male in the email, you know, when it's like our client or our project and you're like, anyway, so, you know, I'm responding to this, you know, and you don't say anything, but you just, you kill them with kindness and you just like, then do a better, you know, do a great job and like, you just move forward. Be, be and, better. Like, yeah. Yeah. You just be, be a boss. And then they're going to be like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oh, Jared's not even coming to this event. Oh, it's just you. Oh, okay. And then it's amazing. And then you're like, Yes. You know, and you just like, you just do it. You do it I and you am forget the one who does it. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Love that. Uh, last question here, and this is a very direct question by someone. How does one get a job working for somewhere like Fresh Tape? What's the process? Like, um, someone well, you that. can apply. We do have positions open all the time. Um, and things are always changing and growing, um, specifically at Fresh Tape. Um, and just check the website. I mean, I think sometimes we post, so like follow them and like, and most of our competitors too, or places that are like Fresh Tape, post on their stories more so than their post. They're not gonna post in their feed because it like, you know, that we have a like curated whatever, but like we'll post on your story like hiring, job open, job open, and you just have to apply, you know, and maybe you'll get an interview and like if you're qualified, you Just will. like any other job. Just, just like any other job, just apply, you know, and, and it never hurts to hit up somebody who like find out who the hiring person is or who, and oftentimes we're wrong, you know, but we're always going to be in Slack and be like, hey, Alana, did you get, you know, I got this message from somebody. I think it's for your job. Like, here's their message or whatever. Um, and just be an engaged applicant, you know, like we sometimes get applicants who like apply, but aren't really serious, you know, about it. So like if you're engaged and you want it, like we're going to see that. And we want people who want to work for us, you know, not just want a job, but like someone who wants these small companies want people who are passionate about the company and passionate about the work, you know, because that's, we need that because we're small and we are still a little bit scrappy. So you need to have like, it can't just be like, I like this one camera. It's like, no, I, I have to, you have to like the whole package, you know. You have to be in. In, yes, you have to be in because it's small. It's still a small team, you know, we're very like close knit. We're super tight. All of us are like very, you know, we bicker and we, and we, you know, do the whole thing like siblings, you know, kind of we're uh, so. Yeah, but you just have to like want it. And then if you want it and you pursue it, who knows? Okay, get it. Yeah, that's a great. I will also, for everyone listening and watching, I will leave all the links to Fresh Tapes, Instagrams and everything like that and the paid links for you guys Perfect. to check out. Moving on to kind of wrap things up, this is something I ask everybody during the podcast is what, and I kind of asked you this already for the college side of things, but like, What's a piece of advice you would give to younger creatives in the sports world who are just starting off? If you could, what is the number one piece of advice you'd give like 20 year old Avalon before she started this? What would you tell her today? Um, I would say uh, something along like the grind is important, you know, because and it's and to wear all the hats is important because then you will find the thing that you like the most of those hats and things um, and every single piece of the whole process will help you so like there's no job that's too little for you to do or too tedious or anything like like all those 
like editing a conference call or something is not too little. You know, like the things that aren't glamorous are still important. And so um, A, to grind and like to get that experience, like that's the way you'll learn. And doing all of the things, like literally all of the things and not like being appreciative of that rather than being like, God, here's this other responsibility that's not under my job title that somebody's having me do. Like instead, like take it and like learn from it because the, the worst thing that will happen or the best thing I guess that will happen is you find out you hate it and then you know you never want to do that. <laughs> um, and it just helps you find out what you really want to do by doing all kind the things like, you don't want to do. Which it's like process of elimination. It is. And you have to do them all. So you have to mm -hmm. do all the horrible things. Um, and then along the way, you'll find all the great things too. But you do have to do all the things to figure out what those things, what the ultimate thing will be that you will do. Perfect. I love that. Um, continuing the wrap up here, what's next for you? Where are we going to see you in the next little while? You got WNBA draft. What, what do you have coming up that you're going to be doing? Let's WNBA give the viewers an idea. draft, yes, in April. And then I think sometime in April too, we're shooting the last one of the um, PBR Cowgirl series, which I'm super excited about. Um, and they'll be start dropping every month starting this month. So you can see them. I'm sure we'll promote them too. Um, and then we have the NFL draft at the end of April. So that will be the next, that's the, that's the next month calendar, I think. Yeah. Where can the people find you on social media? Where can they follow you? What's, I, I can tell them, but where, where can the people find you? I'm at that video gal everywhere. I love, I love that handle. How did you get that? Cause I feel like that was like, that's such a cool handle. And yeah. w one of my friends, Nicole, she's like, I love her handle. And I wish I thought of that. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get, how did no, you think of that? Cause it's so funny. I was in group chat with my family. Cause I remember I was like, um, I don't want to have this person. Cause people, yeah, all the athletes started following my personal page and I was like, nah, no, this is like, you guys are yeah, like 18. No. Um, this is for my friends. And so I made, I was like, I need a page. I need a page. And I was like, I want kind of a brand. Like I kind of want a, a thing, you know? And I remember just, I think, it was, yeah, in this group text with my family. And I think we were kind of going back and forth. Like my mom was like something video, um, girl, something. And I was like, oh, like we just kind of like pieced it together. And then at the end, yeah, it was like that video gal. But I That's think, awesome. yeah, I should find it because yeah, it was it was my family like helped me kind of shape it into. And that's thing. the brand, and that's, that's who brand. you are now. That's it. That's the brand. I love yeah. it. Um, anything you want to add? Any last words you want to add to this? You're good. Yeah. I don't think Always. so. Great job. Sorry for the battery shit. No, it's all good. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you for everyone watching. Thank you guys for listening. You guys can find all of Avalon's tags and pages. Go follow her. She's incredible. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. See ya.